Today on episode 96 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, last week we talked about a couple of emergency situations with your computer that you need to be able to handle quickly. Well, today in part two, we have two more computer emergencies to be ready for. And after that, I'll tell you a few more of the random things that I really like, including my favorite music album. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Hey there, thanks for joining me again today. This is The Computer Tutor Podcast, and I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Now, if you're new to the show, this is where we talk about cool things that have to do with your computer. But we don't do any technical talk, because that's just off-limits here. We talk in plain language like normal people, and I tell you about cool things you can do with your computer. I'm in the computer business. I do computer repair, virus removals, data recovery, really just about anything computer-related. And I do all of that right here from my home office in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. And by using some kind of cool technology, I do a lot of work through remote access. So I can fix your computer And neither one of us has to leave home. It doesn't matter where you are. If you have a problem with your computer, just give me a call, 727-254-9078. Or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 096. So let's get started. All right, last week we talked about what to do when you spill a drink on your laptop and what to do when you get a warning that your hard drive is about to fail. That was episode 95, which you can get at computertutorflorida.com slash 095. This week, the first computer-related emergency I'm going to cover is a thunderstorm. You know, it's summertime here in Florida, and that means that almost every day in the afternoon or late afternoon, we have a storm roll in. Now, it doesn't usually last very long, but wow, it looks pretty serious when it shows up. You start to see the sky get pretty dark, which actually just by itself is kind of weird when it happens in the middle of the day. Then you feel a breeze start to build up, and pretty soon the thunder starts rumbling. And within a pretty short period of time, it starts pouring buckets of rain. Then it rains really hard and heavy just for a little while, usually less than 20 minutes, and then it's done. Now, personally, I love a good thunderstorm. But what I don't love is what it can do to my computers. When you're at home using your computer or maybe watching TV or something and you hear thunder, do you know what you need to do right away? Your immediate reaction should be to unplug your computers. In our house, we unplug all the computers and the big TV. You know, anything that's expensive and you wouldn't want to have to replace. And notice I didn't just say turn off the computer, because that really does nothing to save it from a nearby lightning strike. You have to physically remove the power cord from the source of electricity. This means you have to pull the plug out of the wall outlet, or you can pull the plug out of the back of the computer. Either way, it protects the computer. Now, sometimes when I mention this to people, they might respond, well, it's okay, I have a surge protector. Well, that's definitely a good example of a false sense of security. A surge protector is a small layer of protection against the fact that the voltage that comes out of your wall outlet 
is not actually constant. It's not level. Sometimes it goes up a little, sometimes it goes down a little. So if the voltage happens to rise a little too much, the surge protector will blow a fuse and cut power to the computer so that that little bit of extra voltage won't damage it. But if you have a lightning strike nearby that all of a sudden sends hundreds or thousands of volts into your wall outlet, that little surge protector isn't going to help. It just doesn't have the power to protect against that much voltage. You know, it's like if you were skydiving and you suddenly realize you forgot to put on a parachute. You wouldn't think, well, it'll be okay because at least I'm still wearing my helmet. Well, it's the same thing. It's just not enough protection to make any difference. So don't count on your surge protector to protect your computer in a thunderstorm. Now, there actually is one electronic device that I don't unplug from the wall during a storm, and that's my modem router. It's, all, it's a one-unit box. It's modem and router in one box. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to Verizon. So if I leave that plugged in, it means I can still go online with my laptop or my iPad or my Android phone. Of course, I would still be using those things on battery power, but that would at least still give me a connection to the outside world so I can communicate or watch the weather radar and see the path that the storm's taking. And really, what's the worst thing that could happen? If lightning kills the modem router, Verizon's just going to send me another one to replace it. Now, the question, is this a computer emergency that could have been prevented? Well, not any way I know of, but if you have a way of preventing bad weather, I'd love to hear about it. And now for the second type of computer emergency on this episode, your laptop gets stolen. You probably know laptops are a prime target of thieves. They're small and they're valuable. And all it takes is for you to turn your head for a minute to talk to someone, or you could be using it at Starbucks and you just go up to the counter to get another cup of pipe place and you come back and it's gone. Or, you know, one of the most popular places is at the airport. Lots of people carrying laptops in the airport. And, you know, everyone is at the airport is, is sort of in a state of transition. You know what I mean? You're either waiting for a flight or you're looking to see if the arrival time has changed. There's, there's lots of things to distract you in an airport. I get distracted just watching people. And you know this is true. When you first get to the waiting area of the airport, you tell yourself, okay, I have to keep a really close eye on my laptop, and you're very careful about it. But after you've been hanging around there for a few hours, you start to get not quite so diligent. And that's when the bad guy sees his opportunity. So whatever the circumstances are, you suddenly find that your laptop is gone, and you're pretty sure it's been stolen. What's the first thing you should do? Well, actually, there are three things you should do. And I'm going to tell you what they are, but it's definitely not in the order of importance. It's kind of hard for me to tell you which one to do first, because all three of them are very important. For me, I'd want to do all three pretty much right away. First thing is you need to call the police. And why do you need to do that? Is it because the local police department is going to deploy a whole team of investigators, and they're going to work around the clock to get your laptop back to you? No. In fact, it's very unlikely that they'll do anything to try to get it back for you. That's because it's virtually impossible, and obviously they don't have the resources or the manpower to work on such little cases. But you still need to call them because you need to file a report of it being stolen. There's the off chance that if it turns up in a pawn shop or maybe some lowlife gets arrested for something else, and when the cops search the apartment, they find your laptop. If you have a police report that includes the make and the model and the serial number, there's a chance that it might end up back in your hands. At the very least, if you're going to make an insurance claim for it, the insurance company is going to want to see a copy of the police report. So that's one thing you need to do. 
The second thing really depends on what information you have stored on the laptop. I've seen some computers where if you go in the documents folder, you'll see a Word document there, and the name of the document is passwords. Any idea what's in that document? Yep, passwords to email, to Facebook, to online banking, and every other online account that that person ever created. If you have personal information like that on your laptop, you need to get to another computer right away and start changing all your passwords, or the important ones anyway, all the ones you can think of. Can you imagine the state of frantic desperation you're going to be in trying to remember and change all of your important passwords before the criminal that stole your laptop can log into your accounts? That's not a position you want to be in. On the other hand, if you use LastPass to store all your passwords and your password to get into LastPass is a strong one, you don't have to worry about your password list being read. And the third thing you need to do is to log into your Prey Project account and report your laptop as missing. And if you don't already have an account with Prey Project, that's something you need to set up today. It's free and it's probably the best chance you have of getting your laptop back. Here's how it works. You go to PreyProject.com. That's P-R-E-Y-P-R-O-J-E-C-T.com and create a free account. Then you download their little piece of software to your laptop. It runs in the background, so you never even see it. But that's the point. The scumbag that stole your laptop also never sees it. When he turns on the laptop and goes online, the Prey Project software immediately starts figuring out where the laptop is located based on the Wi-Fi signal that it's connecting to. And not only that, get this, your laptop's webcam will take a picture of whoever's using it and they'll send you that picture by email. So you have an actual picture of the person that stole your laptop. It is so cool. On their website, they have lots of testimonials from people who've actually gotten their laptops back as a result of having this free program installed. And as I was reading through them recently, I found this story, and it's so cool. I wanted you to hear it. And this actually happened just this past April, just a couple of months ago. Here's what the person wrote in. I'm a well-known DJ. And on the last day of my USA tour, I was so tired from traveling so much that I somehow ended up leaving my MacBook Retina at security in the Atlanta airport. And I didn't realize this till I was at the Los Angeles airport, and I fully freaked out. Then I go into this free app I installed on my laptop, which if my MacBook goes missing, I can remotely control it. For example, I can leave messages on the screen, I can lock it, etc., etc., Anyway, I turn on the missing mode, and it turns on all the security features, and one of those features is the second someone gets on the internet with that laptop, my camera takes a screenshot of their face. So get this, 10 minutes after I report it as missing, I get an email saying that they have details of the thief. Now at this point, I assume security would have picked it up. I check my email, and it's some random guy with glasses on, and he was in Sacramento with my laptop. This dude must have picked up my laptop, flown all the way to the opposite side of America, and then opened it up. Anyway, I called my tour manager and sent her the screenshot of the guy's face, and she calls the police at the Sacramento airport. And in the screenshot, you can see what gate he's at, so the police actually found him in the airport and threw him in jail. Anyway, long story short, I'm getting my laptop back thanks to a free app, 
and I have a picture of the guy who stole it. And then he talks, he goes into the second part. There's a, there's a plot twist in this story. The day it's delivered back to me, the guy who took my laptop left a heartfelt sorry letter inside the laptop. And at the end of the letter, he left his full name, telephone number, and email address. So I email him explaining my reasons, my reasons behind why I didn't press charges, that I think he's just a human that saw an opportunity, and the fact he's learned a life lesson is good. His reply then admits he was the guy who I sat next to on the plane from Atlanta to L.A. Well, that means I didn't forget my laptop in the Atlanta airport. I took it on the plane with me. He physically took it out of my bag and put it in his bag on the plane while I was asleep. When we landed, he got up instantly and stood in the aisle claiming he was really late for a connecting flight and he left the plane super fast. And now I know why. Anyway, such a crazy plot twist. Thank you so much to the free app called Prey for getting back my most prized possession. So anyway, I thought that was a cool story, and since it's a free program, it's really something you should put on your laptop just in case you ever need it. Now, how could you have prevented this particular computer emergency? Well, for the most part, keeping your laptop from getting stolen is pretty much common sense. Keep an eye on it all the time, and if you have to keep it in your locked car, make sure it's covered up by something at least, that kind of thing. But these precautions are still no guarantee. You have to be prepared in case it does get stolen, and the time to do that is now. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this two-part podcast on computer emergencies. Hopefully, you'll never have to deal with these, but at least now you'll know what to do in case something like this does happen to you. And now for the Get to Know Scott segment of the show, I'm going to wrap up my list of my favorite things with a few random categories. My favorite board game, probably Scattergories. I guess it's not necessarily my favorite, but I, I really can't think of too many others because Scattergories is generally the game that my family plays when we get together for birthdays or holidays or something. How about my favorite music album? Well, that one I don't even have to think about. The Wall by Pink Floyd. It's got an interesting storyline. It's got great symbolism. And of course, it's got that amazing Pink Floyd music. My favorite quote. I have a lot of favorite quotes, but one that I really like is, You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Another one I like is about running, or really could apply to exercise in general. You know how some people say they can't exercise regularly because they just don't have the time? They're too busy. Well, the quote that I like is this, Someone busier than you is out running right now. That's pretty hard to refute. We have time for the things that are important to us. And that reminds me of another one. If it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not important to you, you'll find an excuse. All right, enough favorite quotes. I could keep doing that all day. And my favorite comedian. Well, this one kind of, I have to classify into two categories, living and dead. Favorite living stand-up comic probably is Brian Regan, R-E-G-A-N. If you haven't heard any of his stuff, uh, go to YouTube, check him out. He's pretty funny. But my all-time favorite comedian is someone who is no longer alive, and that's Andy Kaufman. I really liked his originality and creativity. He was very odd, and he found certain things to be very funny, even though other people didn't. And I can kind of identify with that sometimes. I think that's going to finish up the list of my favorite things for this segment, since I really can't think of any more categories that would even be remotely interesting. Obviously, no one cares about my favorite color, stuff like that. I don't even have a favorite color. 
That's how boring it is. I don't even care about it. So next week for this segment, I think I'll tell you about a special connection that I have with a particular country of the world. Some of you might be able to guess what that country is. rest of you, you'll just have to wait. In the meantime, if you have a comment or a question, call my podcast voicemail line, 727-386-9468, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. God bless.